Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Hello and welcome to Mindfully Thrive with me, your host, Ella Humphreys. This is the podcast that celebrates the present, the joy in where we are, the journey it's taken to get here and the ability to see our greatness for the future. We celebrate female founders, adventure seekers and creative entrepreneurs who are building their dreams alongside raising babies and any other life commitments that can so easily distract us from the path we truly desire. This is a podcast about coming back to who we are in this life and that our dreams, goals and ambitions are valid and possible while also being a loving and present parent. To be self-aware is to know what you have and what you don't. It's to take the reins of your life in your hands and to stop hoping for better. And instead, you can start working on making things better. This sums up what this week's episode is all about, coming back once again to human design. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mindfully Thrive with me, your host, Ella Humphreys. I'm coming at you short and brief this week just to conclude the last week's episode on human design. And I'm, yeah, I just want to share some of the extra little bits that really complete the process of your investigation and your discovery of the self and the soul's curriculum. So before we get into that, I also wanted to share with you, um, I didn't share last week, but my ideal morning. Well, my ideal morning consists of taking a little bit of time for myself. I use Insight Timer to do a quiet meditation and then I quickly get dressed to go out for the walk. But I sit on my mat for 15 minutes with a very dear friend of mine and we do WhatsApp video message together as we do a 15 minute mindful practice on the mat every morning. We meet at 7.12 and that's a really beautiful experience. And we've been doing that uh, midweek every day since November, I think, for quite a while now. And it's been really wonderful for my accountability and for her to connect and practice also doing some mindfulness. So I'm really grateful for that. I treasure that very much. And I've all, I also then at Hapa Seven take Millie out and we go for a nice walk around the park and I listen to my podcasts or just sit quietly. Occasionally you might find me hugging a tree and I just really love getting out in among the trees in the morning before getting to work. And the reason I want to share this with you is because I am someone who I am becoming more and more aware, especially through the discovery of human design, that I have a tendency to have a fixed mindset. I can be quite closed off or doubtful of ways of making things work and happen for me. And I I realise that more and more lately. Um, even though I teach growth mindset and I talk to others about being open and positive and optimistic and try to see other ways of, you know, doing things. But I myself internally struggle with that inner dialogue. So before I managed to get into this habit of walking in the mornings, I was resistant because my husband, who started walking himself back in June, 
um, he's a man of extremes in a way. I mean, he once he decided he was going to be walking at quarter to seven every morning that he's not missed a day. And so I felt like I'd missed that opportunity of myself being able to get out of the house. But with a few tweaks and a few changes on his part and on my part, we've been able to make it work. And the girls actually have really benefited from us being up and out and doing our, you know, desires. They've taught themselves that they need to become more responsible. Meg actually does some of her own morning routines now as well before school. They tend to themselves, they get themselves ready. They're old enough to be doing that. But there was a time previous to me leaving the house in the morning where I'd be nagging and nagging and nagging most of the morning. And it just felt really, really stressful before even starting my day's work. So there's a lot to be said for just getting out at that crucial time of day as a mother to just take some time for yourself. I mean, you kind of, it's very easy to think that everyone needs you and, you know, it's really important that you're there at that time, but really they don't. And then I come back at half 20 past eight, shower, you know, get ready, get my, I take my breakfast to school and have it at break time. So get all those things sorted out and we're leaving the house at nine and everybody is calm I'm ready to go. So I just wanted to share that. Maybe have a think about what fixed ways of thinking that you've got and also what things you're feeling a bit resentful towards. And maybe it's within yourself that you have the power to change them and not projecting that frustration onto other people. So coming back to human design, last week I talked about the energy types. Um, There are five different energy types, just to remind you, the manifestors, manifesting generators, the pure generators, the projectors, and the reflectors. These energy types are not your personality. It simply describes how we're supposed to use our energy, so how we we manifest things and how we make things happen in the world. These energy types mean that this is the way that we're meant to exchange our energy and we do it in the same way, but it doesn't nec- it doesn't mean that you are going to find things in common with other energy types sim- the same as yours. Like for generators, it doesn't mean that I would have things in common with generators. It just means that we were supposed to exchange our energies in the same way. And then With those types go your authority and your strategy and your signature. And these are all things that are connected to your types. So the strategy for a generator is to respond. And that would be the same for every generator. And then I want to talk today about the profiles. So there's 12 different profiles in human design. And these can be regarded as your basic character, the pattern that frames a person's life. You can find your profile calculation as it's based on the position of your personality's sun and earth, which is your birth date, and it's also on your design sun and earth, which is your souls entering your body approximately 88 days before you were born. So there are six different profile lines. Each of our individual profiles are made up of two of those lines. So each line has an energy of its own, as well as a new energy which is formed when combined with one of the other profile lines. So I am a 3-5. And so because there are six different energy lines, that makes up 12 possible profiles. So seeing these as different lines, the 
lower lines, the one, twos and threes, they're all about your personal journey. They're about the personal themes that are going on within your life. And then the four, five and six lines, they're about your interpersonal relationships. So your profile will manifest in your life depending on whether it's a conscious or unconscious, as well as the type you are. It will also affect and be affected by many different aspects of your chart, which you would discover as you investigate your chart, like I've been doing non-stop in the last two weeks, or you can simply pay for someone to do a reading for you. So the six lines, the classic terms for these six lines is number one is the investigator, two is the hermit, three is the martyr, four is the opportunist, five is the heretic, and six is the role model. But don't get too caught up in the names. Some of these names vary. For example, the five is can be seen also as the visionary leader, which I quite like the sound of. Some of them sound very dramatic, like my number three, for example, the martyr, but none of them are negative. So I'm going to run through a quick description of each of these energy lines and um, see where you feel you might fit. If you haven't done a reading yet, it might be interesting for you to note down which ones you might be even before you go ahead and do that, um, find your chart, which I'll also link into the show notes where you can discover your chart. So number one is the investigator. They can be curious, insecure, empathetic, intuitive, and creative. The investigator's energy is driven to get to the truth of everything. Once the truth has been established, confidence emerges. The investigator is both the student and the teacher. Number two is the hermit. The hermit's energy needs ample alone time to be immersed in its interests and natural talents. The key word for the hermit is natural, so much so that it may not even realise that the things that comes easily to it are indeed actually special. The world will let you know this and call it out to share itself with the world. Number three, the martyr. Relatable, anarchic, and constantly evolving. The martyr is here to try things out. It wants to test the theories that have been established and see how they hold up in the real world. It has bumped into things and learned through trial and error. It understands that everything it has gone through was for purpose and there are no mistakes. If a connection to a place or a thing is not feeling this mutative process of discovery, it will break ties with that thing and open space for the next growth experience. Number four is the opportunist. The opportunist's energy is all about externalizing and connecting with its network through its natural friendliness and ability to recognize the resources that is the human connection. This isn't just about unconditional friendship, though. If the network isn't reciprocated, the energy that was invested into it, it will seek another network. Number five, the heretic. Mysterious, paranoid, clever and pragmatic, the heretic has a projection field that can convince others that it always has the answer to the solutions. It is here to save the day. In reality, it's here to know when to come out, jump in and share its wisdom and when to retreat, understanding that it cannot always fix everything and it doesn't need to. And number six is the role model. The role model has a visionary quality and it's all about perspective. Made up of three different stages, the experimenter, the observer, which is also known as being on the roof, and the leader. It matures as it ages and gains a new perspective from each phrase. It also has a perfectionist streak since it can see the possibility of a better world. 
The role model is all about putting in the work of getting his hands dirty, sitting back and reflecting, and then guiding humanity in a new direction. So there are 12 possible profile combinations, and in each combination, the two numbers come together and harmonize differently. The first number is conscious, meaning it aligns with your personality. This is the number you will feel that you mostly embody. For me, it's the three. The three is the martyr, the trial and error, the making mistakes, the getting things wrong, the falling down, getting back up again, rerouting, giving up, starting again, experimenting. The amount of times my husband's actually heard me saying, I've got an idea, I'm going to try this. This is what I do now. And over and over again, he's so supportive. I've tried so, so many different things in my lifetime. Yeah, I've also been consistent in my day to day and my work life. So I feel like there's a lot more experimenting in me. I love change. I love experimentation. I love, as they say, taking a risk going for it, doing all of those things, that all really resonates and that is the character of a three line. So your second number is unconscious, meaning that the people will see this in you more than you'll see it in yourself and it's the path that your life will take you down naturally. For me, the heretic, it's a projection field that can convince others that it always has an answer to the solution. (laughs) Well, a podcast and sharing and wanting to have other inspirational women come on board and share their stories and all of that resonates so deeply for me as a five as well. Yeah, I also know I'm not here to fix anything. I don't feel like I am an expert in any way. I just like to share with others ways of doing things. So knowing the profile can really help relax into ourselves. It can explain why we have certain tendencies that maybe we've judged ourselves our entire lives. And believe me, I definitely have done this. So maybe you can ask yourself, if you're a first line, have you ever wondered why it comes so naturally for you to get sucked down research holes looking for the truth when other people can't be bothered to even Google? And a second line, have have you ever felt weird for needing a lot of alone time? The third and the sixth lines are quite similar. They may feel that they've made too many mistakes or made too many when they were younger. The fourth line, have you ever felt you desire much deeper connections than other people? And the fifth line, have you ever felt like everyone projects onto you and no one really knows you? So the profile is one of my favorite parts of human design because it can really help us understand where our energy is best used and also understand many of the patterns in our lives. So knowing I'm a 3-5, it's given me permission to accept the mistakes, accept the trials and the errors and accept that that's going to continue to happen and that is actually what my life's journey is meant to look like. We're not meant to get it right first time. We're meant to fail and learn and grow. And I'm also meant to share with others and speak about the experiences that I've had. I've also learned like generators need to be lit up to do things. For things to work, they need to wait to respond to certain things in situations outside of themselves. This helps me with my impatience. I have a sacral that lights me up and, you know, that makes me want to get 
jobs done and move fast and furious to th- with things and it's really showing me that I sometimes need to just step back and wait. There's also another really big aspect to the chart and that's called the incarnation cross. And the incarnation cross, there are 192 different incarnation crosses. So this would represent your life's journey. So you may be a generator 3-5 like me, but if we have different incarnation crosses, we're definitely going to be coming at life from a different angle. We'll have completely different skills and completely different directions that our soul wants to go in this lifetime. Um, I'm not going to go through the incarnation crosses, but that to me has been one of the most profound insights that I've had through observing my design. My incarnation cross is the right angle carnation cross of service and the numbers that are linked to my incarnation cross are all about stillness. As you investigate human design you will find that you have so many gifts to be giving out into the world and it will resonate with you that you have this desire in yourself to share certain gifts So I really suggest you go and check out your incarnation crosses and investigate what the different gates mean, what the channels mean, so that you can start to build up a really clear picture of these deep desires that you have. You'll probably find that so much already resonates with you. And if you're a parent, to go and do the charts of your children because it's just such a beautiful thing to see and have that manual that can really guide you in help raising your children to be their authentic selves from very young so that they don't then need to go and do too much deconditioning because we're all conditioned or it's going to it's inevitable that we are conditioned as children even as adults from all of the sources that are going on around us but if we're aware as parents what our children need fundamentally to their core and what their soul's curriculum is asking them to do in this lifetime it will definitely guide us to have more patience and be more empathetic and have a deeper understanding that manual that we wished we had been given when they were born I feel possibly is this great gift of human design so that's all I have for you today and I wish you a very beautiful week ahead do what you will with this information it may not resonate with you at all and that's okay too I just wanted to share a little bit of what I've been delving into and discovering. So before I leave, I just want to leave you with a few inspirational things that I've been listening to. Whether they're fully inspirational or not, I'm not really sure. But I've been watching The Bold Type on Netflix. I can, I'm absolutely loving it now. I've just finished season one. Um, Three young women working for a magazine in New York City so it's all got New York scenes it's beautiful and the stories are really current important stories that they discuss and it feels really really on point so I can't recommend that enough um I've been reading well the I Ching I've also been reading Please Yourself by what's her name Emma Reed Turrell If you think you're not a people pleaser, I suggest you go read this. There are four different types of people pleasers, did you know? And we all probably fall into one of those types in some way. And I've just been gifted The Midnight Library by Mark Haig and I can't wait to read that. So that's going to be the fictional book that I'm going to start reading. I've been listening to many podcasts as usual. Always recommend The Self-Care Club. 
Um, but this week I really want you to go and check out On Purpose with Jay Shetty and the episode with Will Smith, a very beautiful episode. Yeah, I've been following Jenna Zoe on Instagram. Uh, go check her out. Come back next week as I have a very special guest, Jen Stevens from The Aligned Life, who I mentioned in the podcast last week. Uh, she's joined me this week for a lovely conversation on all things manifesting. Um, that's a really, really interesting episode. And I wish you a very, very pleasant week ahead. Don't forget to like, oh no, what is it? Don't forget to review, rate and share. That would be very much appreciated. And I... Hope to see you back here next week. Until then, have a great week.